Welcome back into the Esports Network podcast, talking, of course, all aspects of esports, whether that's behind a screen or doing something behind a clipboard or some kind of paperwork or more like something dealing with uh, mental health, right? So I decided to bring on a very special guest of mine. I've known him for, for quite a while now. Let's welcome in Mike McCrory of Envy Gaming. He's the director of mental skills. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? Doing great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to uh, you know, mentally prepare myself for this interview, and I'm not sure if I did it right or wrong, but you will tell me if I, if I uh, am anywhere near that range. But for now, Mike, you're a former TCU football player with a Bachelor of Science in Sports Psychology. You got a Master's Degree in Athletic Counseling out of Springfield College in Massachusetts, and you're the mental skills coach for the Dallas Mavericks NBA 2K League team, Mavs GG, for I think two seasons before your current role? Yes, that's correct. I was there for the uh, inaugural season as well as the second season of the NBA 2K League. And so I met you during that second season and I was just absolutely enamored with, every, with anything you had to say. I was like, this is absolutely insane that a 2K League team would just bring on a mental skills coach and you were just all for it. You, were, you, you didn't even blink like an eye when I said, isn't this crazy? And you're like, yeah, but I love it. I think I saw the interview somewhere. I'll pull it up somewhere, but it's insane. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, a really cool opportunity for me to get to talk about what I do on a platform. And I mean, of course, like who, who wouldn't want to find themselves in an opportunity like this? You know, I'm always grateful that the Mavericks uh, have been very forward thinking. DK, uh, Don Kalkstein, uh, he's been with the Mavs for an extremely long time. He was the first full-time mental skills coach hired in the NBA. So that just gives you an idea of, uh, again, how the Mavericks have always been on the forefront of providing their players the resources they need to ju- just to be successful. Um, so it only made sense that they did the same with their 2K team. And I was just extremely fortunate um, to be part of that. Mental skills coach, mental skills director. you. You're in charge of pretty much what I'm assuming is the mental health and psychology of players within the organization. So what is it that you do exactly, right? Is it just you're behind a clipboard? You have an iPad just kind of checking off boxes or making notes? What exactly is that you do? Uh, There's no clipboard. There's no iPad. Uh, I think that would make me look probably too much like a shrink, uh, which is really one of the last things I'd, I'd hope to do, despite the ponytail in the big glasses. Um, no, uh, my process is just being in the practice environment, being in the room and just trying to be that neutral observer and that fly on the wall. You know, I want to be out of sight and out of mind until I'm needed by the player. Cause you know, Practice is really what makes these players special. And the work they do with their coaches is really like the foundation to the product that we see uh, come match time. And I'm just that supplemental resource to help in times of need and just to be that extra push over the edge. Uh, But the bulk of the work in the credit is always due to these players and these coaches. So when it's practice time, like I say, I just want to be that fly on the wall uh, and hopefully out of sight, out of mind. All right. I mean... What is that daily work with that that process with the players or I mean I'm assuming sometimes even coaches what does that look like for you as in terms of just you have to get into specifics with 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 what players you mm-hmm. engage with right. but how does that look like for you in terms of just uh what issues or problems do you really help out with 
Uh, well, it's hard to pinpoint if it's one specific problem, one specific issue, because individuals are so unique and different from person to person. Um, but, you know, it's covering matters of performance psychology, such as, you know, confidence or motivation or positive thinking and self-talk. But it's also just the general stress of life. You know, what's going on outside of the game, maybe with your family or with a significant other or friends. Um, there's a lot of daily stressors that can sometimes make the game just a little more challenging. And suddenly a bad day in the game is a result of the cumulative stress that someone's experiencing in life. Uh, so we really cover it all. Uh, I see myself sometimes as a Swiss army knife trying to fit in and meet all the different variety of needs that present themselves. So, uh, I mean, you're dealing on a, on a day-to-day basis with younger folks, uh, people who are, you know, maybe this is their first time ever leaving their family behind for a bit. They're coming into a, a new role. I mean, what what is something you see from those younger players, younger, uh, I guess, streamers out there that has you know, really been an issue for them? Is it just kind of like the homesickness is helping them get not get over it, but kind of knowing how to handle it, knowing how to process it, and then knowing how to properly react in that in that fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I just think when it comes to any of these games, it's a challenge when you're asking a young person to move across the country and begin playing this game uh, with maybe a group of individuals that they didn't select themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, which is different from how they likely came up in a game. Uh, Most individuals get to, you know, grind their way through a game in the comfort of their own home with their hand-selected team, the teammates they feel comfortable with that they know, you know, frontwards and backwards and sometimes maybe they don't even need to communicate because there's so much chemistry and so much synergy that they're just able to play that way. Now, though, you're at the professional level and these teams have been constructed, you know, via management, ownership, coaching staff. Uh, These minds come together and put forth, you know, the best possible team they can. Uh, And now you have to start over that chemistry process, that synergy process factor in you're going to have to go through a huge life transition and move across the country or maybe move across the globe and so these transitions and changes in life often disrupt someone's routine disrupt what's familiar what's comfortable Uh, so it's really about creating that new comfort that new routine that they can begin to rely on as soon as they get here and hit the ground running as to replace the old one and this is such an an interesting role that I just, I keep finding myself uh, just so mesmerized by, but how did you, you have a background in, in football and sports psychology with athletic counseling. I mean, esports is not exactly the route you thought you were going to take, right? I mean, how did, how did this come about in your career path? Yeah, no, I I would be a liar if I said, I always expected to do this in the esports space. Um, No, like you mentioned, I was a TCU football player. So I am a football guy through and through. I love the game. Um, I enjoy other sports too, but football is is the thing I always come back to. Just love watching it, being around it. Um, So when I initially 
began this journey in this field, I was hoping to bring sports psychology to the football population. I saw myself, you know, as an insider, someone who had been through it and thought, you know, I had my own experience to offer, but then as well, this education and these credentials. Um, Coming out of grad school, though, you know, life has a funny way of just throwing things at you. And I was very fortunate that when I was graduating uh, was when the Mavericks were opening up this position and DK and I were able to get in touch and I applied for the position. He interviewed me, you know, and the rest is history from there. Uh, I really, really believe in uh, what is it that they say opportunity is when hard work and luck meet one another. Um, There was certainly a lot of hard work, schooling, time put into making myself uh, an attractive candidate for working with professional athletes. But then there was certainly just some simple luck in that the Mavericks happened to have that position open the time that I was searching for a job. Uh, and that was my first step into esports. Uh, but when I was with the Mavs, you know, I also had some basketball responsibilities. So I, I got to keep that one foot in the space of traditional sports. Uh, but getting the opportunity to go all in on esports here at Envy is something I really couldn't pass up on just because this uh, scene is like still emerging and still growing. And I really am excited about being part of that growth process where the household names, the legacies of traditional sports, I feel like those stories have already been uh, written. We already know the New York Yankees of baseball, the Dallas Cowboys of football. And in esports, like I say, that legacy is in the process of being written and Envy is carving out its name and history. And I am just thrilled that I get to be on the wellness side of that, uh, introducing these, you know, mental performance techniques and getting players to start thinking about how the mind and the body and being healthy in those regards can help them be better player inside the game. Right. It's just, it's, it's evident that, you know, this is still a new industry for, for a lot of people and especially in your world. Newer than than most. Um, is there is there a big difference you think between working with players in a traditional athletic sport versus a not so traditional esport? You know, there's many different physical factors there, but is the mental aspect still kind of the same between the two worlds? Um, I, I would argue that yes, there's a lot of similarities, uh, and the reason I say that is the you know the the pressure to perform exists in both spaces and you know in this sense that you're competing you know for money you're paid to do this job uh there's prize money on the line bonuses on the line uh there's viewership there's eyes there's this audience so there's the pressure of the platform there's the pressure of you know the financial aspect you know, and then there's just you know the pressure that people want to win competitive individuals don't like to lose and it's hard to get to this level of esports without being a competitive person uh, in the same way that it would be hard to arrive at a traditional professional sports league without being a competitive person. So both individuals are pushing themselves to perfect this craft at the highest level possible. So yes, I, I'm a big believer that the skills that a professional basketball player use are the same skills that a professional esports player uses. So, I mean, it's just crazy to me that this uh, hemisphere kind of overlaps between two worlds and you're just you're in the middle of it. Pretty much you're, you're stuck, you know, dealing with the psychology of on, on similar scales. I mean, what was your first real experience with 
either esports or professional gaming that you were like, I mean, that's an interesting like new thing coming up. But did you ever think that it was a not a real career path, but something that needed a role like a mental skills uh, personnel? Uh, I think for me, once I the moment that I saw the need was really once I was introduced like to the space right. and getting to join the Mavericks. Uh, as as you know, an outsider before that, I wasn't sure what the culture of esports was like, what the landscape was, what the needs were of these individuals. But once I got to sit down and and talk to players and talk to coaches and staff members is when I started to realize that, you know, this is a space that needs mental performance coaching just like any other sport. And it's just it's 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 right on the money. It's the it's not the the physicality, I would say it's more of the um how'd you say it the 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 mentality, the competitive edge yeah. that people want to focus in on. Which you, I mean, you've you've already hit the nail on the head several times, but it's just it, it's so interesting to me that this is something that uh, only really recently has taken off. Not just in esports, I mean in in regular sports as well. I mean the number of teams with a position dealing with mental skills or, or mental health has increased. I think what tenfold within the last five ten years, and it's not exclusive to sports or esports. Mm-hmm. What do you think has led to this kind of a uh, boom? in this uh, occupation is it just because more organizations are realizing we can't just focus on the physical side we have to also focus on that mental Mm -hmm. side uh yes i I think it would be twofold you know i I think as you know competition increases right the players are only getting better and the product of the game itself is only getting better uh so eventually you're gonna have to find like what is that edge if we are both equally matched in mechanical skill on this game is suddenly we're equally matched in coaching and strategy in the game as well then you need to start finding other ways to have that edge over your opponent and so mental performance coaching naturally has become one of those outlets for people uh factor that in with there is greater visibility to these needs when professional athletes you know are brave enough to stand up and say hey you know i had a problem of this nature and i reached out to someone and together we collaborated we tackled it and i feel so much better and now i'm able to play without this concern anymore um so testimonies of of players like kevin love Mm -hmm. have done a great deal to give greater exposure to this resource and its need at this level I'm so glad you brought up Kevin Love. I was I was about to ask you about uh, just that kind of aspect of coming out publicly because a lot of the times a lot of these problems, these issues are are kind of either not resolved, I would say, but kind of figured out behind closed doors, away from prying eyes, away from even members of their own organization. And so this kind of just transitions into a question that I've always had about this. It's how much does like pers- like public perception help out with people kind of coming forth with with these problems with these issues recognizing that they have not a a mental problem just like a mental setback something that they think is holding them back from either performing to their to their best or is it is it just um how do you say it is it just that kind of public perception that holds people back from coming forward with that well i I think for like a long time there's unfortunately just been a stigma uh around mental health and you know the sad thing about that is uh historically some people who sought out 
uh, mental health services or mental performance coaching in the sporting world uh, were then seen as people who were weaker than their peers. Um, this was a weakness that they had to go fix. This was, you know, the equivalent to some type of injury that they had uh, acquired over time. Now they got to go fix it. And I think that way of that lens of looking at the situation is is kind of what painted it in such a bad light and the way that i've always preferred to discuss mental performance coaching with individuals is this isn't about being sick this isn't about being weak and this isn't about you having a problem uh this is about building strengths that you have arrived at this level because of the strengths that you already have and because of your desire to be your best and compete at this level and be successful, you are now going to seek out more strengths that can continue to build upon this foundation you have and make you into a better player than what you currently are. Uh, and I think that strength-focused lens is a better way to paint uh, to describe the way that this industry works. Whereas historically, I think it's been very weakness focused uh, and that sort of kind of shames people and, and, and creates a barrier of entry for someone seeking help. So would you say it's kind of like it's, it's to kind of digest it easier for an athlete or for a, a player. It's more like it's a workout for you mentally. It's not because like you work out your muscles physically, but you also have to focus on that mentality as well. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite analogies uh, to say is, hey, I'm just like a strength and conditioning coach, but for your mind. Wow. Um, and if we're going to sit here and break down performance in game, um, I'll ask you the question, uh, what percentage of an Overwatch game do you believe is based upon someone's mental performance? Oof. I mean, me personally, I'm probably like what I, 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 I guess like 60, 60, 70 percent, right? It's all mental. Uh, I mean, I agree. It's a it's a significant portion, and even if it was as small as uh, thirty, you know, thirty percent or thirty three, you know, let's call it a third. Um, that that small portion still would play a major outcome in the end of a match. And so, if this uh, much of the game is dependent upon your mental, then why aren't you training it? You know, if 60 to 80 percent of a match is dependent upon your mental performance, why do we spend 100 percent of our time scrimming and watching VODs? Uh, you should be dedicating time to training the mental performance side of esports because of the factor it plays. You know, we should be dedicating resources to each area as it pertains to your success. I mean, in all aspects like health, mental health, physical health. And just, you know, that seems like such a good mentality to have moving forward in, into the, I guess, these, these, this new age of, of esports where players are seen as less like, you know, friends and, and gamers and more kind of like small investments, I would say, for an organization. So this is kind of like <laughs> protecting your investment in, in a kind of impersonal way, but mm -hmm. having a face to it as well is, is something that it's just... um it's a curiosity for me to kind of wrap my head around, but I, I mean, besides Overwatch, right? Let's say I know Envy has signed, uh, you know, chess players before, and so for it, it, that, there's no real difference there either, right? It's it's all about either strategy and 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 mental, like a mental edge you have over the the opponent's side. There's not really much of a difference there, right? I mean, no, no there's there's a performance in everything we do. Uh, 
you know, chess is a performance. Um, cutting hair is a performance. Interviewing uh, is a performance. You know, all, all of these things in life uh, certainly take some mental capacity in order for you to do it to the best of your capabilities. So interviewing is performance. So it's like, can I, can I get you down at my house really quick and we can just like run over some quick routines that'll like cut down my performance anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We can do a little breathing and progressive muscle relaxation. Oh my good. That sounds like heaven on earth. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Nothing better than a man in a ponytail telling you how to breathe. I love it. <laughs> so where do we where do we go from here? Right? How do more people get involved if this is a career path they'd like to go down, right? Like you didn't expect to come into the esports scene at all coming out of uh Massachusetts or out of TCU. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is something that kind of popped up for you, an opportunity that, that ar- arrived and you said, yeah. So how do we make it more of um, more of like a job listing on Indeed or something, right? Right. Um, yeah, well, there's certainly responsibility at the organizational level um, that, you know, we have Envy, uh, who thankfully is modeling the way and they're setting a standard for what type of resources you need to allocate uh, to run successful teams. And so, you know, as our teams continue to find success, hopefully other organizations look to our model and say, okay, we need X, Y, and Z. We need these individuals put in place to make sure that our teams have a chance to compete as well. So in that regard, it's important that organizations, again, are allocating the resources and making these jobs available in the first place. Um, But on the practitioner side, as the individual, my recommendation, uh, the standard set forth by the Association of Applied Sports Psychology uh, is going through a master's level course in psychology, counseling, sports psychology, kinesiology, uh, that these are the disciplines related to the field. And having at least that graduate master's level degree gives you the opportunity to get the education, uh, the supervision hours, the applied uh, field work so that when you leave with your master's degree, you are uh, prepared to work with teams, but also you meet a certain level of uh, competency so that you're providing good work uh, because there needs to be a standard, right? Mm-hmm. And an ex- certain expectation of the quality of work that you're getting out of these individuals. I mean, these same standards are put in place for, for lawyers and for doctors, uh, for personal trainers, athletic trainers, you know, it exists in all these other disciplines. So the same, the same exists in sports psychology. And it's important that, you know, as a practitioner, you're seeking out the education uh, and the applied field work and supervision opportunities to prepare yourself for when organizations make these opportunities available. And let me just say this as, as a bit of an, uh, of an advisory, somebody with like three friends who decided to go into doctorates and master's programs. This is not uh, an easy and oftentimes not a fun thing to go through. And so it's a, it's a, it's a hard path you choose once you go mm-hmm. down that route. But I, I think you would agree that it's actually, it's absolutely fulfilling. I think it is. Um, you know, I, I've taken a personal approach. And when I talk to young people in the field, um, I often say that, you know, this isn't a career or an industry you should be picking for the paycheck. Um, and really, I don't think 
you should be picking any job strictly because of the paycheck. Uh, if that's if that's what's guiding your decision, uh, I would ask someone to maybe reevaluate the other values that make things important. Um, so starting out, you know, you may have to, you know, like I said, we you need, you need to go through grad school, which certainly is a, a cost and a in terms of time and money. Um, but understanding when you come out, you know, there may not be a ton of opportunities lined up. So early on, the most important thing you can do is just get reps. Um, when I was going through grad school, I wasn't paid by a single one of the college teams I worked with or the junior level hockey team that I worked with, or even the local select soccer team I worked with. None of these organizations paid me as a grad student, which was challenging. Uh, It's disappointing to give out your services for free early on. But reps, to me, matter so much more in that moment. And so it's important to say yes to those opportunities and put yourself out there, knowing that you're building the experience, you're building the skill set that, you know, Money will come, you know, when you're good at something, when you're doing the right thing, those opportunities will find you. So to me, my advice has always been, you know, don't worry about that up front and miss a good opportunity, a chance to grow yourself as a professional, get those reps and build that skill set. And it's an excellent skill set to have. You've pulled it off with a plum. You've worked for two different esports organizations now and I can successfully say that skill set has been put to good use over those two organizations. So, Mike, uh, I'm running a little short on time here, but uh, we we can ask you a few more questions if you don't mind. And so, Mental Mike is your called. Um, Mm. So, have you talked to any other uh, mental skills directors out there with not just, you know, esports, but also within the realm of uh, traditional sports? And do you kind of just compare your workloads or how does that go exactly when when you're discussing the job with other people in that industry? Yeah, well, you know, I'm fortunate to have built out like a really strong network and a great group of group of professionals who support me. Um, And that would be a a huge piece of advice I would also pass along to a young professional is that networking and contacts just go so long in any industry. Um, And so I'm just fortunate, you know, to keep in touch with my contacts at the Mavericks with uh, DK But while we were on that staff, we also had an individual named Mike Franco, who recently just accepted the major league mental skills job with the Texas Rangers. Nice. Uh, There are other alumni from my uh, grad program uh, who work with the Indians, who work with the Dodgers. Uh, So there's contacts in a variety of different spaces and getting to connect with those individuals always helps to, you know, hear what works in their space versus what works in this space uh, and see what kind of crossover there is. But also just to have that support too of people who have your back and and look out for you and, and check in on how you're doing professionally. And the great thing is uh, within esports, we're starting to build that out now as well. Um, that there's a group of us, you know, performance coaches who work with esports organizations and together we're starting to connect and work with one another. Uh, to get a better understanding of, of what that standard is in our industry and what those you know best practices are so we can better equip ourselves and also be just better for the organizations that employ us. Speaking of people having your back in a support system that way, what, does, what did your family first think of when you took your sports psychology and <laughs> athletic counseling degrees and you 
found a position within an esports organization were they supportive were they kind of like confounded like this is this is weird we support you this is still weird though we support you yeah well i think uh they were so thrilled to know that i had had a that i had a real job uh, i'm not sure that they cared uh what industry it was in um but when it you know coming out when it was mavs gaming there's the dallas mavericks brand behind that and i had been a follower of dk's for some years before that so that was a professional I admired. I knew the work he did. I knew that I wanted to be mentored by him. And so all of that was kind of backing behind Mavs Gaming. So thankfully, uh, there, was no, uh, there was no big fight or push to get uh, my family or my support network to understand. Uh, they knew what I was stepping into was a great opportunity uh, and that it was something that I was beyond excited to be part of and i'm excited to hear that you are succeeding like craziness like so well in this in this in this hemisphere so for the most part uh i'm out of questions man so i'll I'll let you take the floor Where, where can people find you where can they ask questions to mental mike and how does that work out for you yeah well i'm on twitter uh at mac mental skills uh and i'm always happy to answer questions uh if people want to shoot out a tweet or send a dm uh the the mentions on twitter usually come through faster than my dms i'm a little slower to check the dms um but i i love connecting with people i love helping people out um and i'm always happy to answer any questions uh i'm just fortunate to be the product of of multiple you know professionals and mentors who poured into me uh, so i always feel like an obligation to pass on uh the you know what people gave to me so i always want to make myself available in my time and and share whatever information uh that i can with others i love it man i, I just thought of one very quick last question you were with that yeah, organization right. right when they won that call of duty league did you end up getting a ring or no <laughs> So, yes, I do have a ring. And it's funny, (laughs) man, because I have three uh, college football bowl rings from playing at TCU. Right. So, I have one from the 2012 Buffalo Wild Wings game. Right. And then I have one from the 2014 Peach Bowl, which also says Big 12 champs on it that year. uh, Number three in the country. And then my third one is the Alamo Bowl ring. Uh, And all three are just so special so cool to me but call of duty world champs is gotta be one of the coolest things ever i think that ring is unbelievably awesome and my uh cod champs ring says mental mic on it so i am very proud of that i I need to get a picture of all uh four rings lined up together uh and I, I just hope uh, between all of our teams here, we can one day outnumber my football rings. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, what? Dallas Fuel, you got uh, CDL, you got who else is on that yep. squad? I mean, I guess. Valorant, Rocket League. There you go. Yep. We've got an excellent Smash player uh, and Magic the Gathering player. Uh, we're at, we got some Halo players. You know, there's, there's some really, really talented folks at Envy, and they're always doing big things. You better get a bigger shelf, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyways man i appreciate you coming on uh I, I love it it's a it's something different outside the regular sphere of of sports and esports and so i'm I'm glad to see somebody like you is, is really succeeding in this field and i want to thank you for coming on really i thank you so much 
Well, hey, thank you for having me again. I, I'm so glad that you thought of me. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm happy to hear about you and your family growing and finding new opportunities. Uh, we should catch up more often. Yes, I will have a very nice apple cider on your dime, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's Mike McCrory, Director of Mental Skills at MV Gaming. I'm Kevin Correa, and that has been your Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.